everyone, it's Maria here. And on behalf of Simon and I, I'd just like to thank you for checking out our podcast. Before we get into things, I just want to let you know that this is only part of our online mini service. To check out the full service and find out more about Everyone Church, head to our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the full service. But for now, let's get into the podcast. A few weeks ago, we started looking at what the church is and how to be a part of of it, how to be planted in it. You know, coming out of lockdown, we, we saw this last year as well. Um, many Christians reassessing, re-looking at church. And I think we all need to uh, come to a good biblical reasoning of why we are part of church, why it's should be valued in our life as Christians? Why should it be valued in our kids' lives? Why are we part of it? Not just churchy understanding or uh, cultural understanding even, or because I've always been there. My parents took me there, yada, yada. But we really want to know Bible-based reasoning, uh, foundations for why the church exists and why we need to be part of it. And we started by looking at two biblical definitions of what the church is, and they are the church as the body of Christ, connected and part of Christ himself, and the church as the temple of God. And the church gets its identity, significance, and unity as a body of people in step with its relationship with Christ. He's the head of the body. We are the body. And there is a unique and powerful dwelling of God in amongst his assembled people, in amongst that body of people. When the church gathers, he's there. When the church moves, he is there. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. And that means being part of Christ's body starts first off by faith, not by sign-up or event registration or kids' check-ins. No, it starts by faith. We know by faith God has adopted us into his family. And once we know we are part of his family, irrespective of where we are planted locally in a church, we can then start to focus on the practical outworkings of of that. It's like there is the church and then there is the locality of my church where God has placed me. The Greek word for church in the New Testament is the word ecclesia. Ecclesia. And ecclesia means the gathering of believers, not a building, but the gathering of believers in the world, not of the world, for the purpose of reaching the world. The gathering of God's people for God's purposes. And uh, last week, we started looking at the first three of five traits of a planted person. How do we know we are planted? Uh, How do we know where to be planted? The first one we mentioned was a planted person knows that this is where God has placed them. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 in the New King James Version, But now God has set the members each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. To be planted in the local church, it helps to know that God has placed you there, 
that you know that you're there for his purposes, for his pleasure in his timing. Uh, The second we mentioned that a planted person knows this is where they find community. You know, God has not designed us to be self-contained. He's designed us to be interweaved, interweaved in community. Christianity is communal. Uh, God uses the people around me to help achieve his purposes within me. And the third we looked at was a planted person knows this is where they contribute. And contribution is such a strong evidence of being planted in a local church, uh, contributing in prayer, in encouragement, in volunteerism. We contribute financially and we contribute in our engagement with what is happening in the local church and not just consuming, but contributing. And if you missed part one or two, uh, please go back and see how we unpack these truths. I like to summarize it because we have new people every week, uh, most weeks, uh, who who join in. And I want to make sure you're on the right page with us. But I believe the church is essential for Christian living and Christian maturity. I believe that it is essential for the health of our communities, even our secular communities. And I believe that every Christian needs to be planted in a local church. I believe that with all my heart. So let's continue today with number four. Let's get right into it. And it really builds off Number three, which is where we contribute, and that is a planted person knows this is where they can receive, where they can receive. Now, remember, we had just focused on how a planted person knows that the local church is where they contribute. So I want to make sure we catch this one in balance, but you can't ignore the fact that all of us need a place to receive. We do. We need a place to receive, to receive prayer, to receive teaching, to receive advice, to receive help and support. Uh, we, we had just mentioned that we don't want to be consumer driven, that it's not all about my consumption and receiving and receiving in our involvement in the local church. Our heart attitude uh, shouldn't just be, what am I getting out of this? Uh, but the very nature of the church community and contributing and Christ himself is that there are going to be times often where you are on the receiving end of someone else's contribution, where I am on the receiving end of someone else's contribution. It's inevitable. And also, uh, there are going to be times in our lives where our contribution, what we give in, is limited uh, because of our own health, maybe spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally. Uh, And and if my sense of belonging in the local church and value in the local church is founded on how much I contribute, uh, I will feel worthless when I can't. And I've seen that happen with many Christians. You know, I've met people who come into a new church uh, and and they're raving, this is what we can do. This is how we can contribute. This is what we're going to bring to this place. And although that isn't a terrible thing in itself or a terrible attitude to have, it's a good attitude to have, um, we don't want to build our sense of belonging in the church on contribution alone. We can't. A great sign of immaturity, actually, is never receiving help. Uh, And also a great sign of immaturity is never offering help to others. But we need to be in a place and know, you know, a planted person knows I'm here and this is a place, a safe place where I'm planted in community and I can receive. And we really receive best when we are interweaved in community when we when we know the pastors who are teaching us you know somebody can can you can receive over video that's fantastic you can receive on a podcast with a pastor you've never met 
that's awesome. But there is a another level of receiving from someone who you're actually doing life with. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You are part of the body and others are here to help you. Uh, just as you are here to help others. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 4 to 5, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. We we love to talk about how much we belong to God, but we are, we often don't talk about how much we belong to each other. And when we belong to each other, there is a sense of giving and receiving, giving support and receiving support, giving prayer and receiving prayer, uh, giving a hand and receiving a hand. You know, I, I read this week that in forests, big forest trees, they actually support each other. And in many ways, one of the ways they support each other is they communicate. Trees share water and nutrients through networks. They send distress signals about drought, disease, for example, or insect attacks. And other trees alter their behavior when they receive these messages. Scientists call these mycorrhizal networks. And for young saplings in a deeply shaded part of the forest, uh, the networks are literally a lifeline lacking sunlight to photosynthesize, they survive because the big trees, including their parents, pump sugar into their roots through these networks, this interweaving. And some are calling this the wood wide web. And when I read that, I was kind of like, seriously, dad joke, right? But the point is, I'm not advocating for uh, trees having human rights and communicating to each other. And, um, you know, (laughs) it's kind of freaky. But if trees can support each other, tree, we're talking about forest trees here, and figure out which tree is in need and how to support it. Why can't we? Why can't we? A planted person knows that they need others. And they know where they can receive that help. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 to 21, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. I don't need you. Oh boy. We need to make sure we don't have an I don't need you attitude about the local church we're planted in. It might seem like simple math, but if I'm giving and contributing and you're giving and contributing, guess what? We look after each other's needs. I'm not just talking about money too. We we talked about contribution last week that we contribute in prayer. We contribute in encouragement. We contribute in volunteer. There's all different ways we can contribute to the body. And if I'm not planted in the local church, I rob others of my contribution and I rob myself of their contribution. We are better together. It's that classic example of of a Christian who's struggling and they find themselves retreating away from the community of believers they're meant to be planted in. And then they're all alone. 
And oh man, no one's come to help me. No one's called me. And I understand that we need to keep an eye out for those who are in need in the church that we're planted in. But on the flip side, when we're going through tough times, when we're struggling, we need to resist the temptation to run. We need to engage in the discipline of receiving. Uh, if, if we're just constantly putting in and never receiving, that leads to burnout, you know, uh, and it's not just all about you helping others. You yourself need to be helped from time to time. And I know in, in Christian life, in church life, we can be so focused on how we're giving to others, how we're helping others, that we forget the discipline of rest and receiving. I hope that, and I pray that you receive from our services. I pray that you receive from our teaching. I pray that you receive from our our. our our prayer team, and, and I pray that you receive from the ministries of Everyone Church. We want this to be a place where you can receive. So a planted person knows this is where God has placed them. They know this is where they find community. They know this is where they can contribute, and they know this is where they can receive. And lastly, a planted person knows this is the team they are a part of. One of the greatest benefits and evidences of being planted in a local church that I've noticed over the years of being involved in church and in ministry is just a willingness to work together, a willingness to work together, having a unity of mission and purpose, working to bring others to Jesus. Uh, My church is not just a lounge room for me to relax in, but it is a lifeboat for me to bring people too. Everyone church has been placed in a region, in a locale, for the purpose of reaching the people in that region. This is why we exist. I'm so grateful for the years I was planted in Imaginations Church, where where I was in a local church with opportunities to invite and call people to find Jesus in a loving community in Him, and also having the opportunity to work together with a church of people to achieve the purpose of the Great Commission, working together to help others find a place to belong, working together to help lift the burden of serving others, working together in missions and and, and, in making an impact across the world. We are better together. We strengthen each other in the cause of helping lost people find Jesus in the local church. I I love these verses in Hebrews chapter 13, verse one to two. It says, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. I love these verses because there's an emphasis on brothers and sisters working together to welcome strangers. Come on, we're better together. Uh, Bringing people to Jesus and helping them mature in him is often a team effort. And a team is easily found in a local church where you're planted. Uh, How did you come to Jesus? Uh, For many of us, it started with an invitation. Uh, For many of us, it continued with a group of friends or a small group or a, um, a community to belonging. Now, I know right now we don't have a church building and we haven't been able to meet and have events as such during the whole lockdown period, but we do have a community. We have a community that's forming and we will have park lunches and a Christmas outreach, which we hear about next week. But we also have dinner and coffee and lunch and the church is not an event. 
The church is a body of people. This body works together to achieve his purposes. Amen. The church is a team. The church is a team. And the win for this team is loving Jesus and helping other people find him. Amen. Now, I'm not just saying we can't um, be part of other teams when we're planted in a local church. Of course. And we partner with other churches. Uh, like Even think about us with, with building widows, homes in Burundi. That was a partnership with another local church. And that's amazing. But I am saying this. A planted person is a team player. A planted person is a team player. And we've read quite a few verses throughout these weeks of this series uh, from 1 Corinthians. And Paul, the Apostle Paul wrote 1 and 2 Corinthians. And Paul had four missionary journeys. And he came across Corinth, where he planted the Corinthian church, uh, on his third missionary journey. Check out this, this map of this epic missionary journey. Paul traveling. This is without cars and airplanes. This is a long, long journey. And Corinth was a big Roman colony with a larger population than Athens. It was around about here. I'm going to emphasize it right there. So Paul started this church in AD 50, and you can see a summary of that in Acts chapter 18 about how the church in Corinth came about. And uh, when uh, Paul had stayed there for 18 months, kind of got the church off the ground. He moved on and passed it on to Apollos. And I love uh, Paul's attitude towards all of this because the members of the church had been kind of connecting themselves with who had brought them to that church. So it's like, hey, man, uh, Paul was here. When Paul was here, I was in with Paul. And now there's new people. Who, oh, I'm really in with Apollos. There was this kind of like division going on. And Paul addresses this in a letter to the Corinthians. And we see it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. Verse 5 says, We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. Paul understood that building the church in Corinth was a team effort. And it was a team effort for God, for His glory. He said, The one who plants and the one who waters work together for the same purpose. And I believe we need to have a similar motivation. I can't wait for the day we can look back on the Everyone Church journey and look and see how God made things grow with the contribution and the teamwork of people who were planted in that church. It's God who makes things grow. It is. It's Him. It's not how awesome our videos are and all that kind of stuff and, and how you know, charismatic we can be. No, no, it is God who makes this church grow. You know, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders work in vain. Have you been planted in every one church to be part of this team? Come on, and I'm not talking about serving teams. I'm talking about being part of the body together in community, contributing together, receiving together, and reaching others for the sake of Christ together. So, a planted person, knows this is where God has placed them. 
They know this is where they find community. They know this is where they contribute. They know this is where they can receive. And they know this is the team they are a part of. Amen. So are you planted? Uh, Are you in the process of being planted? Um, Have you ever really been planted in a local church? You know, Maria and I want to help us all with this. The truth is, even though we're pastoring and, and church planning, we're being planted too. This is a, a season of transition for us from a place where we had deep roots uh, in Imagination Church for 20 years and to start a church, a new church community. It's exciting and, and it takes time and, it, and we, we work together with the Lord and we work, we work to make sure we're doing the best we can to build the right foundations for this church community. I'm so excited about where we're heading in the future, not just for uh, this mine and Maria's reputation to say, look at this church. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's about God. It's about his purposes. It's about people finding him and knowing him. It's about making a difference for the sake of Christ in the world, starting in the MacArthur region. So I'm going to pray for us today. And maybe you need to take some time this week with the Lord and really assess and and ask him. If you've been like kind of on the fence about this whole church thing, say, Lord, is this where you're planting us? Is this where you're planting us? And maybe you know that that's the decision. Well, maybe you need to take some steps. Is how are you contributing? How are you receiving? Uh, how are you being part of what we are doing? Come on, we're better together. We can do this. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every person that's watching today, listening on a podcast, watching later in the week. And I just thank you that you are bringing the right people for the right time. Lord, I know that you build this church. This is your church and you're building it. And this amazing, wondrous thing that even though we're part of the body of Christ, the family of God, that you would use local churches to reach local people. And I thank you for it. We give you all the glory for what you're going to do in every one church. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed week, everyone, church. And we hope to see you in the near future.